mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right. Open your hearts. Loosen your butts. It's, it's time, time for, for couples, couples therapy. therapy. You suck. I know that was not that was not seamless. We could have done better. But you know what? We're Rob, we're real, we're yeah. here. Flaws and all, warts and all. Yeah. This podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's up, up, up. Welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. And I am Naomi. We are a real life couple. A real life couple of comedians. (laughs) And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners. How are you all doing? Oh God, that got a little gravelly. That got a little diehard in there. How are you all doing? Little (laughs) Batman. Little Batman. It's funny. It gave me like um, basement energy. It felt a little predatory. (laughs) I better say that. How are you doing? I was just like, I was like, okay, wow. Oh, <laughs> that is very intense. That was almost <laughs> sickly the way you did it. That was like, that was real hospice energy. <laughs> How are you doing? Hey, if there's anything about me, you can call me. Uh, I have big hospice energy. I was gonna say that about me. I have big hospice energy. For someone who's always weary, I've got hospice energy, and that's why we're in love. That's me. That would be if I was a Spice Girl, I'd be hospice. <laughs> um, Naomi. I don't want I don't want to delay too much. I know because I know we have two of our favorite, absolute favorite, no hyperbole, no Hollywood hyperbole at all. Two of our favorite folks on the show today. Who are our guests? You've already heard their dulcet tones. Today we are talking to and helping handle your scandal with the help of Ryan O'Connell and Punam Patel. Yes, I said it. The stars of special on Netflix. Now you hear us gush, but I'm gonna gush again. Special is one of our favorite shows. It Without is so funny and also so, you know, like just emotionally smart. Ryan created something that is amazing. Punham is my queen. And season two is even better than season one. Season one was like short episodes, like 15 minutes. Season two, we get in that full half hour, baby. And it is worth every second. So my point is, would you watch special on Netflix, please? That's what I had to say. Would you? Would you? Would you we're going to hector people. Hello? They... Okay. We're not going to show the episode until you add it to your queue and watch an episode. <laughs> it's genuinely, it's one of, like, uh, as we were emerging into the world again, 
uh, it came on and we're like, oh, you know, like we don't have to watch things, you know, now that we're not trapped in our apartments, we don't have to watch stuff. Just cause. You know, not, not just just cause. <laughs> we don't have to watch it like, you know, we don't have to binge it. You oh know. yes, yes, yes. And yet we loved it so much. We kept there was like one night where like we still had like three or four episodes left, and we're just like, well, we could just watch another one. I know, I know. Too good. Before we get to that, just a couple little like I mean, in a way, follow ups. Follow ups. We love one of the things, as as you may know, we love follow ups to the advice questions on this show. All right. This first one I will say is not from the person who sent a question. This is actually a listener, very kind listener. Megan says, hi, Naomi and Andy. Love the podcast. It was just listening to this week's episode, which at the time she sent it would have been the Ricky Lindholm episode and thought I'd reach out after hearing the voicemail from Olivia in Colorado. Olivia was talking about, you know, trying to meet people out in this grad school life. Megan says, I moved from Seattle to Boulder for grad school in 2011 and wasn't interested in rock climbing or mountain biking. I'll enjoy a hike, but it's not an every weekend situation and is certainly not something I'd bond with a new partner over. I was definitely the odd one out for this in Boulder. Everyone wants to run an ultra marathon, but also drink pricey craft beers and smoke all the weed. At the same time? Probably. That's a real triathlon. (laughs) Anyway, Naomi gave Olivia amazing advice. Thank you. And I just wanted to say, (laughs) and I just wanted to say that I did what she suggested and had a great time. I used dating apps, primarily OkCupid because 2011, and went on tons of fun dates, actually made some of my best friends to this day that way, and had some decent relationships too. I had a really good time there, but it definitely took a minute to figure out where slash who my people were. And it turns out they were in Denver, not Boulder. Anyway, if you want to pass on my IG handle or email to Olivia, I'd be happy to chat. Thanks again for the podcast. It has brought so much joy to my life, and I really appreciate it. So, Olivia, Olivia in Colorado, if you're hearing this app and you're like, yes, I would love to talk to this Megan character and get some <laughs> info, some backstories, You want to make tea, a new friend. Then you write CouplesTherapyPod at Gmail, and then we connect you with Megan. You see what I'm saying? Yes, you guys. This is what we will do on Couples Therapy. We will make friend connections. <laughs> that is something we will do. I actually really love that. I yeah, really love the too. idea of doing that. If I can get anybody, like, I want friendships. Also, if anyone gets married, you know, I mean, I demand to officiate. <laughs> we've got to re-up our, we've got to re-up our, what do you call it? I was a rabbi. What do you call Yeah. I don't well, what, know. It was like we our were certification. Yeah. We have we to like. It, Our I think ordination lapsed. certification yeah. lapses after a year. But I was a rabbi for a hot minute. I know. It was a beautiful time. Yeah. Where's the... Uh, there was hot priest in Phoebe Waller-Bridge. What about cute rabbi? <laughs> I'll write that. That'll be mine. <laughs> Instead um, of flea bag, it'll be called tea bag. And it'll be, look at that cute rabbi. Oh, my God. And you would just have your sweet little penum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two sweet little punums in one episode. Can it be? Uh, one more uh, thing. This is a voicemail that we got. This is a follow-up. So okay. let me play it right now. Hey, y'all. My name is Jay, and I love the show. You've gotten me through all the things in the past <laughs> however long. Time doesn't mean anything. Um, but I was driving the other morning and thinking <clears> – <throat> I wonder how Andy's doing on Breath of the Wild. So can you guys do like a little update on are you, have you beat the game? I'm sure you beat the game. But as a fellow fan of the game, 
and sorry, Naomi, that I'm leaving you out because I know making recipes uh, is annoying <laughs> to think that that's all we're doing with the game. But I just wondered, like, are you still playing the game? And are you a hundred percenter? So that's my question. Not really advice, but just wanted to tell you guys how much I appreciate your voices and what you bring to the space. And I will um, always be grateful for this medium. So thanks for the phone number and thanks for everything. Wow, this is a lot of gratitude. Okay, then. Bye-bye. Now. How wonderful. Now. First of all, thank you for that question. (laughs) I thought when you said this is not a follow-up to something. You said a follow-up. This is actually somebody wanting to follow up with you on a personal level about the video game. Well, (laughs) they might be representative of a larger slice of the audience that is interested in did I beat Breath of the Wild? Yes. So Breath of the Wild, if you if you remember, pretty much saved me from about September, maybe August. I think it was October because remember, it's like when you got the Switch. But I think I got it in September. So from September to about January or February, pretty mm-hmm. much saved me those those months. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Between that and the Twitch show we were doing, I, I think I probably would have been living in a D-hole, depression hole. <laughs> Without those two things. Yeah. Uh, I By February, I did beat Breath of the Wild. I'm not a 100 percenter. I'm not a percenter of any kind. Not a 3 percenter, not a 5 percenter. I was about to say, when she said 100 percenter, <laughs> I was like, is that in, something involved in the insurrection? No, once I beat a game, I'm just like, great. <laughs> I did the thing I wanted to do. I, I want to do all the fun parts of a game. Like, I don't need to like, hey, you forgot to get this uh, piece of pottery. And it's like, oh, does the pottery, like, help me do anything? Like, do I get, like, wings? Or can I do something special with it? They're like, no, it's you, put, you keep it in your pack. Keep it in your backpack. And it, yeah. you, you got you completed 100% of the game. And I'm like, oh, do I get a special ending from, <laughs> from getting this piece of pottery? They're like, no. You just, you literally completed 100% of the game, okay? Just deal with it, okay? Do you want that to be a thing? Do you want to do that? Then get the damn pottery. So I'm not that kind of person. But, hey. No shame if you are. <laughs> well, it sounds like a lot of shame because you came in real high. Oh, that was just me. Okay. That, like, that, was, okay. <laughs> that was the inside of my brain talking to myself. And, okay. And Naomi, when the inside of my brain talks to me, that's the harsh voice. That's <laughs> yeah, the harsh voice. It's me. Yeah, that's it's why me. I'm in therapy. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, beat it. Not 100 percenter. I'm on to I've been playing Hades lately, which is uh, a pretty fun. Hades Town, the Broadway show with the video game? <laughs> yes! You play as Andre the Shields. Shields and you walk around. <laughs> oh, someone make that game. <laughs> someone make Hades Town the game where you play as Andre the Shields. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, hey, if anyone has recommendations, I did this when I was on the Daily Zeitgeist. Recommendations for Zelda like games. I need something that's. Look, I'm not going to get anything that's that good. But <laughs> if you can get me as close to it as possible. Asymptotically Zelda, please. Asymptotically Zelda. <laughs> my God, the words you put together. That's the uh, that's the name of my uh, memoir. <laughs> uh, Naomi, before we get into the show, one little thing, though. Uh, yes. If you live in California, I, th- I believe people can see you live Woo. with uh, another former guest. I mean, it's honestly a dream. It's a dream team. You guys, June 25th, 26th, and 27th, I will be opening for the one Miss Nicole Byer. At the Irvine Improv in Irvine, California. So, yes, that is the OC. And um, Amy Miller, who's another friend of the show, hilarious comic, she's also on the lineup. So it's like the three of us rolling up to the OC, probably going to be talking to some QAnon crazy. So if you can get there and provide a safe space, it would be much loved. I'll be – I'm, like, putting together a a longer set. So it's going to be some older material, 
But then a, a touch of new stuff. The point is it's going to be so fun. And it's Nicole and Amy. So, uh, again, Irvine Improv, June 25th, 26th, and 27th. Oh, my God. A reboot of The O.C. <laughs> where it is like Seth Cohen. It's a Jewish family stuck in the middle of all these QAnon lunatics. <laughs> Fox, get Are on. Right Josh Schwartz, when you're done with Gossip Girl reboot, buddy, <laughs> give me a call. All right. I think it's time to get to Ryan and put them because they're the best of the best. So I'm going to say... Roll it. This is the conversation we needed this morning. This is the future liberals want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I say that all the time. Now, Ryan and Putnam, we, we wanted to wait to be on the record, okay, to be recording, to say season two of special. We tore through it. We tried to savor it because tried. we were like, we got to make this last. It is so fucking good. Yeah. It is so fucking funny. It hits me on an emotional level. Put up nose. I'm over here Marco Poloing her and texting her as I'm watching it, yelling about every feeling I'm having and asking where her dresses are from. (laughs) Doing the entire time. Every feeling. It was so good. Thank you. And I want to say this, too. We, uh, on our... Wednesday Twitch show, we talked to the uh, couples therapy quarantine crew and, and uh, we decided that, uh, Ryan, your uh, sex scene with uh, with Max in uh, episode seven, I think, uh, mm-hmm. a thousand times better than when Marnie got her ass ate on girls. We did compare the two. Wow. That's a that's a low bar. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but a thousand yes. times. Yes, I mean, I, I thank you. That, that's very touching. I always try to win Allison Williams at sex scenes, for sure. I, it def, it's definitely a gayer sex scene. And I don't think that Marnie shits on her partner in that scene. And I do. So well, that's important that? to... That's yeah, important but Marnie's to, no, no, shitting on no, wait, everyone actually, else no, the entire wait, show. So. But also, uh, yeah, lol. But also, wait, Max shits on me. I always forget yeah, you get shit shits on, on you. Who. You get Sorry. shit on uh, your character. Well, they the cut Ryan. that part. They cut the part where after... After uh, her husband eats her ass, then there's right, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. That was when Allison Williams like, it's gone too far, Lena. Please stop. <laughs> now, I want you guys to both know as people who are so uh, sexual. You know, I am, and the listeners know this. I'm sex negative, and I'm okay. sex neutral. And so, you know, it was a lot to watch. You know, there was a lot of sex happening. Yeah, in season two of special, and I will say I enjoyed it, even though I'm sex negative. Even, because I said, I don't, normally I'm like, I don't want to see that, you know, very Lisa Kudrow come back. Yeah. And, but I felt like this time it was very gratifying to see people getting theirs. But did it guys... make you feel anything? Like, did it make you want to have sex? No, I'm sex negative. Nothing <laughs> okay, can make I didn't, me do I will, that. Okay, well, that's goals And he's twitching in a corner. He's goals like, for wow. next time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm always twitching you. in a corner. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, we are always, uh, we, we are sex positive on our show. And even if the sex positivity rears into sex negativity corner, because I wouldn't say they're the most seamless of sex scenes. There's always a little bit of conflict, a little, you know, a little, well, you know, some problems arise. Uh, but yeah, we, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of sex representation. It's true. But yeah. what about real life? Are you guys... Where do you fall on this scale between Naomi, myself, and uh, millennials? Uh, <laughs> millennials are positive. Sex Andy's positive. the neutral. I'm the negative. I'm, I'm like double positive. I, uh-huh. I'm i like very sexually liberated, <laughs> very pleasure-driven. 
truly enjoy it shamelessly. Because I think for a long part of my life, it was like, <sighs> we didn't even talk about it growing up. And then it was like, don't have it. You'll die. You'll be shamed from yeah. your community. You won't be Indian anymore. Um, <laughs> so I waited like so long to lose my virginity. And then even then, I was like, I lost it. And then I was like in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, in the relationship, I was off to the races, but it was still with the same person. But I will say the second coming of my hoe phase that I talk about a lot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was after I met Ryan. Because mm-hmm. I had a breakup mm-hmm. and it had been a year. And I remember Ryan and I were in Austin shooting season one. And there was one Friday night where like everyone was still going to be shooting, but I was going to wrap early. And I was like, well, Friday night, what should I wait for you guys? Should we go out? Because uh, we had like have we the places we were staying were on uh, was it Rainy Street, which is like had all these bars and stuff. And Ryan's like, go on a date, have fun, hook up. And I was like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. And he's like, how long has it been? And I was like, a year. And he's like, babe, you will get depressed. You're probably already depressed. You can't wait that long. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So I like went out, had a great time, and then it was really off to the international races, as you guys have heard from me in the past, but. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think, like, let's take the stigma out of it. Everyone likes it. Well, not everyone. You two don't, but... No, no, no I like that's, not, that's not what we mean. We mean, <laughs> we mean we don't want to talk about our own sex life. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it's more like, it's funny, because to me, sex, it's just so funny the way, like, when you have sex, you're like a different version of yourself, you know? And then right after the orgasm, it's like, did I do the dishes? And like that kind of like <laughs> split in yourself. That is so strange to me. And like when I clock it in the moment, I'm like, what are we doing? Oh, what no. Are we yeah. doing? I get off by thinking about doing the dishes, Naomi. That's true. That's how you come to orgasm most times. <laughs> That's convenient. Um, I. <laughs> I, you know, Poonam's a Scorpio, so that all—that's what all we need to hear about that. Because I, so I'm not surprised what that you're. That mean, what does that mean, Ryan? Scorpios are insanely sexual, insanely so. Oh, I had no yeah. idea. Also, oh, I had no yeah, idea yeah. you were so witchy. I didn't realize you were. I know some things. I know some things. Um, no, I mean, I'm I'm also sex positive. I mean, I've been in a relationship for six and a half years, so. We don't have, like, sex dripping out of our eyeballs. Um, but, but you know, I'm still waiting to have my cum spring up because I feel like I didn't really have, like, the sowing of the wild oats. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, luckily I'm gay, so we can have conversations like that. We can have conversations that are like, babe, I need to go fuck this, like, 55-year-old. And he's like, good luck with it. Like, when I, I went to Provincetown two summers ago, uh, and literally, it was like, we missed the, the bear week with the week after us, and I just turned to my boyfriend, I'm like, babe, I gotta stay. And he's like, honestly, <laughs> he's like, honestly, babe, like, go with God, good luck with your projects, keep me posted, and I hope you have a great time. So then Do I you stayed. feel like he was even more open because he would not identify as a bear? Do you think it would be more difficult for him if he identified as a bear when he's like, but you got a bear right here. Yes, totally. Okay. I think because his flavor is so different from bear, it's very twink vibes. And like, I just needed a bear moment. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> he he really accepted my journey and was so supportive. And I ended up getting like a fantastic blowjob from someone who was a performer in the puppetry of the penis. So it all worked wow. out. Wow. Yeah. Ama- that's An like artist. professionally. Yeah. That's professionally sexual. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. For someone to be in the puppetry of the penis and also uh, at pro- in Provincetown. That's like another, that's like layers. Yeah, that's professional. Like Cirque yeah. du Soleil is number one and then puppetry of the penis number two. Exactly. So many layers. Did he, he feel little... like he was performing during it? 
Like, do you feel like he couldn't turn it off? Like he was always performing? No, it was very quick. (laughs) (laughs) Or you were very quick. I was quick. Honey, because I I've been looking to come for a few days, so then by the time he came around, it was like it was like I was like uh, off to the races, baby. It was like short and sweet, um, and yeah. And then I met his boyfriend that night, and we had a fun time. But like it wasn't a th- I just wasn't in the mood for a threesome journey, and so it was great. It was delightful. Well, it's so interesting because you're saying all this, and you're talking about how you know you're opening your relationship. I was so upset by you know the. First of all, Tanner and Ryan. I said this is the white, the whitest names that I never heard. The whitest couple, Tanner Ryan. I was like triggered. But I was like, yeah. him and his. For know, the listeners who haven't seen, Tanner is your uh, your boyfriend. Love in, interest, love interest. Okay, yes, because it kind of goes on a journey. Okay, season two. But right. I was very upset because Tanner came with the relation, and I got very. I was very mad because I was like, "Why would you wait to say this when you were on the precipice of orgasm?" And yeah, then, like I sketchy. never forgave him. Wait to say what? Because basically Tanner was like, oh, I have a boyfriend, but we have an open thing. Like, as they're about to fall into the bed. So, yes, explain. and see. In, in no, I one. want everybody to watch it. They don't need to <laughs> but they get all the details understand from me. What the, what the, the, the way that, that The way that Tanner doles out the information about his relationship is very strategic. And I would say takes a long time. And uh, yeah, it's a little, it's a little etch a sketch. It doesn't start the relationship on a good place. But of course, like when you're already in the moment, you're not going to like turn down the dick. You're going to go along with whatever. You're like whatever, okay? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's like. So is that your advice then? Right, right before someone's about to orgasm, you drop some news. Um, no, I mean not right before because that that could ruin the orgasm. I think you do it like right before taking off the clothes. You know what I mean? So then, so then the news can wash over you. You can deal. You can process, and you can have a delightful coming experience. What's like the biggest thing you think in real life you've excused in the moment? Um, this is our podcast. I know. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Really no, I love it. No, I love it. No, no, I love no. It, I'm letting no, that question it. stand. That's I a great it. question. No, it's so good. Great question. That's a really good question. I mean, I, I've had like a grinder experience where um, someone did not come as advertised. Uh, and at that point, you just take off your glasses and you get to work. So... <laughs> How many extra arms? <laughs> um, it was not. Honestly, that would have been a delight. I mean, it, was, uh, it just, yeah. And then there was a whole teddy bear collection, too. It was a very, it was very Sex and the City, Stanford, uh, you know, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was very much that moment. So, and again, at that point, you're just you like, okay. Hey, I'm here, dot, 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 dot. But also in that moment, I do feel like the character of Ryan because like, I wish I could have had enough like self-worth to be like, actually, like it's a pass from me, but I didn't want to hurt his feelings. But also I was upset with him for falsely advertising his whole journey. And right. I felt like that was yeah. like, it's so weird to me when people catfish. Cause I'm like, honey, you're starting off like the night on a, such a deceitful, psychotic note. Like what? Yeah. Like, right. how do you have no shame? Like you are, I, you know, are. I think it's because they don't believe someone would actually like them as is. Right. But then like what your plan is to trap me and to exactly. like, like, it's so bizarre. Then, then yeah, you just are fully unhinged. I, I don't understand the, the thought process truly. Yeah. But Punam, what about you? You know, as someone who is horny on the main, as the kids say. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, like, what have you put up with because you had to get yours? I think in the moment, probably the thing that I've most commonly been like, uh, it's okay, is like a, a dirty bedroom bathroom. Mm-hmm. A dirty home. Um, mm-hmm. And one time it was like, I mean, straight men, just disgusting. 
I'm attracted to the most disgusting people. I, you know, I hate it. Uh, as Ryan quoted me in season two, I'm attracted to my oppressor. That was actually a line that you came up with. Give credit yeah. where credit is due. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still waiting for my writing credit. Oh, fuck. She's found her voice and she's not afraid to use it. <laughs> but I there was it. once where it was like the bathroom. Okay, like the bathroom was like pretty bad, but I was like, it's okay. I didn't come here to pee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the bedroom like wasn't great, but I was like, it's small. It's fine. But then in the closet... I saw, like, a brand new pack of socks, you know, like, that you get from Costco that has, like, the sticky around it, mm-hmm. and it, like, still had the sticky around it, and I was like, what are you saving these, and I literally remember being like, what, are you saving these for a special occasion? He's like, oh, no, they're just, like, new, and I was like, well, like, unwrap them and throw the wrapper away, and he was like, oh, no, and I was like, I'll, and I literally took the socks and, like, unwrapped them and, like, threw it away, and I was like, you deserve to wear new socks, you need to start wearing these, and then we hooked up. <laughs> What were the socks? In, in my mind, the socks he had on were just like filthy and full of holes. Oh, I'm sure. And I was like, what? Because like that's <laughs> very Indian, you know, like to like, you know, cover the table in like plastic and stuff. And it's like, well, wait, why do we have a table if we're not going to use it? Or like if there's any sort of like film on a screen, mm-hmm. that little film is going to stay there till it's peeling off for that's a lot me. of Indian people. That's me. I tend to keep on films and yeah. covers. I don't know why, though. No, I do it too. And I've been trying to be really good about it. Cause like, even in my car, like the thing when you drive out and they like put a little sticker, it's like, you don't have to keep that on there. You can take it off. You don't. <laughs> we just, by the way, we just found out that we're supposed to be taking our car in. We've had it for like two and a half years now. We're supposed to be taking it in like every three months. We for what? Get, like for service? For service? Not service? three months. What? I think that's a racket. But like, don't they give you a date? Get- are you supposed to like, get an oil change? We've never get, like, done anything. Tire? We've never cleaned the car. It's never been washed except for the rain. We've had a couple Wait, of rains. <laughs> Wait, you've never washed the car, babe? That's weird. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a waste of water. <laughs> what? I finally washed my car because we had to do, for special, we did like a, sc- a drive-in screening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, In Glendale, I can't can be- you believe the glamour? Can you tell that we've been canceled? Yeah, it was in a Sears, <laughs> it was in a Sears parking lot. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. We went, we, went were... from, we went from the Warner Brothers lot to like literally next to like a Chili's. Like literally <laughs> that's our journey. Chili's, good mozzarella sticks at Chili's. Just yeah. Saying. That's yeah, very was, into I, I was very inspired that night. <laughs> <laughs> I did wash my car for that though. Cause I was like, I can't be rolling up in here in like a dusty ass Honda. I should at least wash it. And mm-hmm. I washed it by myself, like, with the hose. You did? Just See, go to a car wash. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Just go <laughs> it was to kind a of car fun. wash. It was kind of fun, but I was sopping wet afterwards. Of course. It was, like, so right? gross. I was like, sopping guys... wet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was oh sopping God. wet, like, oh, yeah. dripping. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. You two are beyond. I want to point out, too, for the listener that you guys are both in relations, right? You're both in relationships yes. in this life. Now, yes. is that, well, you said six years, but I mean, you know, you had been in a relationship, you had, you know, been single, you've been back in. Like, Wait, are, single and then hoe year. Is that true? And then we had, a, we had about three hoe years, three, three hoe years three. and then relationship. So almost, so she got a master's degree, was pursuing a PhD in yeah. and yeah. then decided to be ABD, all but dissertation. And so, <laughs> all but dick dissertation. So like. 
do you feel like being in relationships because you're both like strong personalities, independent people? I get this yes. vibe from both of you, you know? Yes. Um, do you feel like was it an adjustment getting into a relationship where suddenly, you know, you had to kind of be accountable for somebody, had to take somebody, you know, in like um keep them in mind when kind of like going about your business? Do you know what I mean? Um yes. But <laughs> but I will say the partner that I chose, and I, I just put him and I actually literally just talked about this last week on the phone. When I knew Jonathan was the one was that I took him to a friend's birthday party in Glendale, all roads lead back to Glendale. It's so sad. <laughs> um, where he didn't know a single soul. And I took him to the party and he just went off on his own and did his own thing the entire night. And then we came back together at the end and that was it. And I was like, oh, he's just just had water kind of guy. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. like, my main struggle in life is having to do social work. I'm so tired of doing social work and carrying conversations. And, like, you know, I think we all know as performers, I think we all know that, like, you know, not everyone's created equally. And, like, yeah. sometimes you have to, like, really do the work. Right. And, like, I don't, I don't want to have to do that with my fucking boyfriend. I want my boyfriend to do whatever the fuck he wants to do. I want him to be on his own and then come back together. And so that was a real moment where I was like, oh, great. This is not going to be work in that way. He's going to go off and do his own thing. I'm going to go off and do his own thing. And that was my dream scenario. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What and then he, like... Well, I gotta say, this is like the first time I'm publicly saying I have a boyfriend. Call? Okay, wow. okay de deadline? Are you on? Deadline. So, like, um, TMZ. you know, I wasn't ready to go public with it, but I okay. guess you guys we broke the story. A gentleman caller. No, I'm kidding. Oh, sorry. My oven just went off because I'm roasting potatoes. Um, Do you need to flip them? Do you want to flip them? So chaotic, Puna. No. Like, roasting <laughs> potatoes. Honey, it's 11.30 in the morning. Like, what are you doing? Like, I can't. This chaos. <laughs> Once you try the potatoes, you'll understand. <laughs> um, no, I felt the same, but I feel like I really, after my last relationship, I like actively stayed single and I knew like I can't be going into another relationship with this kind of behavior that I had in my past relationships where I made it like all about the other person. Um, the circumstances of my past relationships also made it that way because it was people that had like addiction or mental illness where it's like, it had to be about them, mm -hmm. but I am like a giver and I enjoy that. And I'm like very compassionate, but then sometimes I like go too far in that. And so I really feel like I took the time before I entered another relationship to really make sure like. I actually swung so hard the other way that I was like, yeah. nobody near me ever. And like became so protective over myself that my thing has been able to, not just to trust another person, but to start trusting myself again. Mm -hmm. Because I think like when we make, whether it's in relationships or ever, we make decisions in the past that like hurt us. We like lose trust in ourselves. And then we're like, oh, I can't be trusted to do the right thing or end up with a person that's good for me because look what I did. Mm -hmm. So I just shouldn't do it and I won't be able to see red flags and I won't be able to speak up for myself. And just trusting that like, no, I've paid thousands of dollars in therapy and I've done the work. <laughs> like it's it's cool to actually see it in practice. And it also like Ryan and I talk about this all the time. It doesn't mean that like my fears or my feelings or my triggers or flares will go away. But like the way I'm able to process and move through them on my own instead of it like coming out sideways on someone has been like a really cool thing to see in a new relationship because it's like, oh, all this stuff, like now I get to like see it in action. Yeah, I mean, Neil is like definitely the kind of boyfriend you get when you've done wow, like- Wow, we're saying the... his name? Okay. Oh, his yeah, name yeah, is yeah, Neil. Yeah. He's bleep, very sweet. Bleep it. Bleep it, please. <laughs> um, 
Neela is definitely the relationship you get into when you've done like the reno on yourself. Like when you've done the yeah. remodel. He's definitely mm-hmm. a remodel boyfriend. And, yeah, um, no, he's so sweet. Ryan's met him. Yeah. And I had, and we were talking about this because it was like, I've also dated people where it's like, not only do you have to like worry about if they're okay because they're not as social as you, but then you have to worry about like, are they going to say something offensive? Are they going to offend <laughs> someone? Are they not going to have fun? Are we going to have to leave early? Right. Like half the time I didn't even want to bring them. And I brought Neil to Ryan's. So I brought him to the screening and then I brought him to Ryan's house for another like little housewarming party. And like half the time we weren't even talking. We were like, he was yeah. off making friends, talking to Ryan, like having yeah. a good old time. Yeah. I was having a good old time. Then we come together. Then we go talk to people. Like I just have never really had that. And all my friends, like I could see being friends with him. Like it just mm-hmm. feels so. It's organic. It was a seamless yeah. transition. It's not always like that with straight men. I swear to God. No. Sometimes you have to do some like MacGyvering and some like, con- <laughs> and some, and some contortion to make it work. Do you know what I mean? He might've been the he... only straight man at that party. Yeah. I think he was. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But he can hang. You need someone who and can hang. And he was thriving. Absolutely. He was yeah. thriving. Well, we need, we need diversity. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was the one straight person and he was one of maybe five people of color. So we were, <laughs> oh, that's we Ryan were hitting it on all That's Ryan and Tanner for you. <laughs> Tanner's I can, everywhere. Tanner's dragging Ryan. Of Tanner's. Oh, oh. Oh my God. This is like Z-Way direction. You're like, how much, <laughs> how, much, like how many people of color were at your party? And then like, like, like going like this, you know? But like, you're my best friend and I'm still dragging you publicly. <laughs> you I love, love it. it? No, no, drag me. It's healing for the soul. I have publicly called Ryan a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you guys know each other before special? No. I mean, b- barely. Like, like I, I, I... Poonam, like, my boyfriend did Diversity Showcase with Poonam. Um, and then I, so then when I was talking about the character of Kim, Jonathan recommended Poonam to me. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know who she was. But then I remembered that she was in, like, two scenes of the gay and wondrous life of Caleb Gallo, Brian Jordan Alvarez oh, yeah. series. Mm-hmm. And she was so fucking funny. And I remember watching it being like, who's this girl? And I'm sure my boyfriend said Poonam and I forgot. Um, <laughs> anyway, then, then, uh, Poonam is the only person we saw for Kim. We didn't see any other actress. Cause wow. I met, yeah, I know, which is crazy. You were the only, you were the only part where we didn't audition anyone else. Oh, and I guess, and I guess me, but like, lol. Right. I think we know why that was. Meanwhile, um, you put Jessica Hecht through her paces. Yeah. she's got to do 20 callbacks. No, Jessica, <laughs> Like Jessica the best of offered, us all. Jessica was offer only, and she actually turned <laughs> she actually turned down the part. And then we were in pre production in Austin. We had a week left to go. We still didn't have a Karen, and it was like kind of dramatic because there we were down to two actresses that were great, but like it just like wasn't quite right. And then Jessica last minute in this like dramatic move said she would do it. Wow, what was the I dream? just love, what what I love. Did you have to, like, um, call her and, like, cry and be like, I do, need you? Or was she well, like, no, give you points on the back end? No, right. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm like, like, good, I'm like, honey, good luck collecting those, honey. It's, like, literally a fucking coupon for, like, Froyo, like, the big chill. Um, that's, that's the back end of special, let me tell you. Um, so, no, she actually... Um, didn't want to be away from her children, which is very Karen. Very Karen. Very. And, wow. Yeah, and she thought, and her her husband is a director, and uh, she thought he was going to be filming, and so she didn't want to leave them alone. But it turned out that his filming schedule changed, and so she was able to do it. 
Oh, but with with but with Puna, I'm like we met at Sycamore Kitchen, LOL, and had some salads, and like we just like we Salad. you know we we really connected, and then I think we went from there to just like a chemistry screen test at Warner Brothers or whatever, and then that yeah. was it. But it was weird because we we fell into each other's groove immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by the time we were shooting, we were like already like good friends. I do remember Ryan sent me the scripts ahead of time. And of course I read them and I love them. So I was like, no matter what, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But I do remember being like, oh, she's in her twenties. Okay. <laughs> and I actively wore like overalls. You did. <laughs> you, looked, you looked really, really young. I was like, I want, cause also they were like, she's very curvy. She's like young. And I was like, I'm going to wear these overalls that are kind of tight on me to like really show the body. Well, and you know, the, it backfired. Cause I said, I said, you're too thin. <laughs> Never heard those words before in my entire life. And I, I was, was like, I'll do bit, it for free. We had to we had to we had to rewrite some of the things because we we're like, she's too thin. Okay. Um, I cannot appropriate I, a struggle. Because I because I hate when like Hollywood is like, she's a you know, yeah. like like and yeah. you're like, that's a size like twelve? Like Yeah, what? I'm like that's very like, average sized. Also, I say it all the time. I'm like, bodies are just like different shapes stacked on top of each other. So it's like certain times I look like a snowman. Certain times I look like an upside down triangle on a regular triangle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like I shapes. Guess. You're also just hot. Like, I am very hot. No, but I'm not. I'm just saying like, it's just shapes. So to even categorize like sizes feels like so stupid to me because it's well, like. And to, and to qualify. You can't have like, a standard on sizes. And I hate when people are like plus size i hate that term because it's like oh you should be this and you're in excess of it it's like setting a size you should be and i'm like what is size like we're all such different shapes like a size 12 can look 20 different ways on 20 different Mm -hmm. women you know i just i just want to be a size where people don't call my body brave during the sex scenes and they're still doing it so yeah of course they are of course they are well that yeah the ass is evergreen the ass is the (laughs) yeah um but the ass is always here no matter what iteration of my body is in um people call me brave when i walk outside of the house yeah, exa- exactly. They exactly. brave for, on a Zoom show. They're like, for her to show this much of her shoulder. Oh, um, yeah, to see anything below my shoulders, people are like, wow, brave. 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 To be visible. To be visible and not <laughs> yeah. and not transparent. Yeah, I just, I want to be so hot that you could never call me brave. Like, I get naked and you're like, yeah, I get why they're getting naked. Right, they're it's always yeah. like, stop bragging. That's how I feel about Michaela Cole. If you ever watch Chewing Gum, she was oh, naked in yes. every episode and I was like, of course she is. You know what she's I mean? Like she's like a runner's worldly. body. Yeah, right. she's like... Like I, gorgeous and stunning, I can't perfect. even use. It's like she is not of this planet. Yeah. Like her beauty is like, we can't actually process it at hum- as humans. Yeah. <laughs> no. She's and that's, that's what people say about me too. And I think that's <laughs> important to talk about. <laughs> Brave. <laughs> So you guys are really good influences on each other. So Ryan is basically out here telling Putnam to go on dates. Yeah. In, in the middle of Austin, Texas, which is yeah. very, that's rolling the dice. Oh, yeah. yeah. It used to be not rolling the dice. But now, now that every like psychopath millionaire is, uh, from California is moving to Austin, they're bringing oh, really? their whole. It's a real oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah it's techie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like Joe Rogan just moved there. Sorry, no, Joe Rogan are you kidding fans. me? Joe Rogan has a compound. Yeah, in Austin. He has, he has yeah. a compound. <laughs> yeah. That Sick. is so shocking. My teeth are chattering. <laughs> the Branch Davidians. 
<laughs> He's That's like, awful. yeah, really. Uh, Andy, should we answer? Take a break and answer some questions. Well, yeah, what, do you yeah have another question? A, or let's do you have take a break. Question? Well, let's take a break. And when we return, more for Ryan and Putnam. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, y'all, wanted to pop in real quick and let you know that if you like what you hear and you want to support the show, there are a couple different ways. Most of our support comes from our wonderful Patreon community. For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes of just us mostly spilling the tea mm-hmm. and occasionally searching for crazy bread in Los Angeles, plus lots of other bonus content. We love our page pals, and we couldn't do this without you. And if you want to join, go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. We also have merch, which includes Gotta Miss a Bitch and Jubu t-shirts, yeah. which you can find in the link tree in our Twitter or Insta bios. And for absolutely zero dollars, you can rate and review the show on Apple. Five stars, please. It'll only take 10 seconds and it helps us tremendously. Okay, that's it. We love you deeply. Now back to the show. Back with Ryan O'Connell and Punam Patel, honey, here to handle your scandal. But also, we got to get in it. We will, no, but I want to. I, I I do want to jump in a little more into your guys' friendship because, sure. like, how how have you become friends outside of taping a television show? Because I'm going to tell you this: I'm terrified of you, Ryan. And Why? so the idea that you guys could have, when you're like, I was talking to Ryan about a feeling. I was like, you were? Because I feel like, Ryan, you're somebody who don't have patience for the bullshit. And by the bullshit, I mean like any negative emotion. So I would imagine if I was talking to you and I was like, I feel bad. You'd be like, oh, lols, get it together. It is not that deep. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm First of all, I'm obsessed with how people perceive me because it's I feel like um, it's like half not wrong slash half very wrong. Like there's like <laughs> nug- there's like nuggets of truth. But then it's also like that's that's crazy. But I don't know. I mean, Poonam can speak to that more than I can because I'm <laughs> I, I'm blinded yeah. by my own. Bullshit. Actually, like, right. Because even when my boyfriend, it's out now, um, <laughs> was about to meet Ryan, he was like, oh, I, I'm like am I going to be like intimidated? And then after we met him, he's like, Oh my God, he's like so sweet. And it's like, Ryan has a really, really big open heart. And so 
even though he's always extremely truthful with me, it's always in such a sweet, gentle way, but he never stops talking like the way he talks. So it's like Mm -hmm. always authentic, Mm -hmm. but it's never like, don't feel that. It's always like, be easy on yourself. Mm. Like, it's always like, oh my God, don't think that way. It's like, okay, well you think that way, but like, it's okay. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And then I feel like we can just like, even though we're like very different life experiences we can relate on a lot of things whether it's like family or relationships or just personal stuff and I it's just like very a very safe space that he Mm -hmm. creates and so it's like anytime that I'm feeling anything I do know that if I call Ryan like even when I'm feeling really bad I will always feel better afterwards he just has this way of like really comforting me but I think that's because I also really really trust him and because he is so blunt I know he'll never bullshit me and mm-hmm. so when it's like he's saying all these things, I can really accept them as truths. Mm. And yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, yeah. very comforting. Well, yeah. I mean, I will say like my tolerance for malarkey is low. Like I am, a, <laughs> I have, I am a, I am a, I am a, I am a straight shooter, like truly. Yeah. And I, and I think in working in this town, <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a little bit of a journey for me to get used to the weirdos and yeah. have to like deal with the psychosis and the delusionoids. Um, But, I mean, I'm also, like, an emotional bitch. Like, I literally, hello, I filmed myself scrubbing my scars in a goddamn bathtub this season. Like, she's fucking emo as shit. (laughs) Um, So, I, like, you know, I have a lot of feelings. And so I can relate to people that have a lot of feelings, too. I think it just comes in this kind of, like, this sort of package that might seem intimidating people, but it's not. You guys, okay, and you can edit this out. I just have to take these potatoes out of the oven. You have to take them out. Give I me 20 seconds. I was very nervous. I was like, to, for you to start a potato. Yeah, I got worried. I Give really me 20 seconds. I'm so sorry. I was worried about the roasted potatoes. I was like, they're going to burn. Wait, but actual twist, because they were three different size, sizes, I thought they were going to be like two. Of, one of them still needs more time. Oh my God, honey, I'm riveted. Hey, you guys ready to answer a couple relationship questions? Uh, Various stars and stripes? Because we get questions from uh, DM, from Twitter and Instagram. We get voicemails. I thought, why don't we start off with some voicemails? Well, I love the voicemails, you guys. I always say this because when you leave me a voicemail, I can hear where you're at emotionally. I can hear that crack (laughs) in your voice. I can hear the hesitation. And that's crucial to helping you live your best life. Hey, and some people don't want to call up the line. Because maybe they're uh, in Europe or Australia or somewhere else. So what they do is they tape a voice message and email to us. Which I think also is so clever. They're fantastic. so clever. They're so also. clever. They're like, I don't want to use my minutes. You know, I'm on Vodafone yeah. overseas. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. I can't imagine being such at a rock bottom that I decide to call into a podcast for advice. But here we are. <laughs> Not to drag your listeners, but wow. You love to drag before. a listener. You are love. The last time when Ryan was on the show the first time, he was like, honey, you need to fix yourself. I can't even believe you're talking to me about it. It was so funny. Ryan was like, these hoes. Ryan might have been the first person to drag a listener. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) You might have been the first person. Everyone else had kid gloves before you. And then after you, people are just savage. It was good. I'm a a million dollar baby. I'm a million dollar (laughs) baby. What are you going to (laughs) do? Hey, Andy and Naomi. What's up? I'm calling because I'm interested if you have any advice for people with a fear of platonic intimacy I don't know I've been thinking about this a lot because I feel like my reaction to when someone's new is like let's hang out 
I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then (laughs) my thinking is that we have a mutual understanding that we're not going to hang out. But I'm realizing, like, looking at my friendship and platonic relationship, I don't really have a lot of intimacy and, like, closeness happening there. Like, I've never had a best friend where you, like, call each other every day and, like, text each other all the time. Like, I have a boyfriend who's great, and I'm very communicative with him and, like, talk with him all the time. But I know, like, one person's not supposed to be everything for you. So I've just been thinking about, like, how to be more close or, like, intimate in friendships. Because that feels very hard. Like, I'll be hanging out with a group of friends, and all of a sudden... Um, someone says something like, oh, you were telling me that the other day, or like, oh, yeah, remember when we did this? And I'm like, when did that happen? Like, I wasn't <laughs> invited to this, or oh. I didn't know you guys talk outside of, like, our group chat or, like, with each other, which, like, people are entitled to do. But I, I, I find myself on the outside of uh, intimate conversations or, like, relationships that other people are having, which, of course, I'm sorry, this, like, doesn't make sense. (laughs) I hope this is not word vomit. But anyway, so, yeah, I guess I just want to be closer to people. How do I do that? Okay. Sorry. Bye. Oh, honey. I get this, though. I get this. You're not crazy. This is not word vomit. I get what this person's saying, actually. What do you... Do you guys have any first thoughts? First thought, best thought? I mean, she must live in L.A. I mean, honestly, this feels very... (laughs) It's hard. Very L.A. friendship vibes. Um, And, like, the older you get, too, especially if you're not in, like, a community of certain... Like, we're lucky we're in this community of, like, comedy or whatever where we can meet people that are a bit like-minded but i think the older you get if like the only place you're seeing people is work and you don't like any of your coworkers, like how do adults make friends i know i know it is hard especially if she has trouble like putting herself out there in that way i would say this because i used to do this with dating and i'm like never forced anything but sometimes i did have to force myself to go on a date because mm-hmm. if I didn't force myself, I would just never go. Because I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't know. I don't know. It's work. <laughs> but then a lot of times, once I just, like, forced it, then once I was there, I, like, had a good time. So maybe it's, like, if someone is, like, let's hang out. Not force the hangout. But, like, you follow up and just right. set it up. The worst that can happen is that you don't have a nice time. You have to put yourself out there. I mean, like, cultivating friendships takes work and, like, tenacity. And you have to follow through. And... I don't know. I feel like I'm so not the person to ask this, to, to answer this because I have like 80,000 gorgeous friends. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and friendships, but no, but like for real, like friendships are deeply, deeply, deeply important to me. Mm. And during the pandemic, it was obviously very hard to be not in touch with people, but I am a phone girl. So I was calling everyone, Poonam can attest. I was on that phone, honey, like it was 1996, <laughs> like listening to like my music on the the boombox, right. you know what I mean? Like in the in the, in the bedroom, being like, "Mom, get off the line!" Like it was very that vibe. Um, but like, but like, I friendships are very important to me. So like, I make time for them, and I like mm. I I do yeah. the work and maintaining them. And um, 
but I'm also deeply, deeply, deeply social and I like need a lot of friendships to like <laughs> nurture my soul. Yeah. So I don't, I, and I also feel like I didn't get a good handle on like what exactly was her block per se. Like what was, what was preventing her from, I mean, I, I think there's a little bit of shyness and a little bit like a yeah. re- reserved vibes and like, feel, you was, know, also don't overwhelm your boyfriend. Well, it's, mm. yeah, I mean, that, like, I mean, and she says, she's like, you know, like, I know you sh- I shouldn't, like, one person can be everything. But here's the thing I got, though, because she is saying, like, I'm on a group chat. I'm hanging. What I'm here, what I, what I get is a sense that she is not vulnerable with people. Like, if somebody goes, how are you? She's like, I'm good. Right. She, I, I hear sure. she's not getting that underneath with folks. And so then, and I know that kind of person, like, yeah, if you're not a person who's open, people are not going to be inclined to open up with you. And so maybe you're in these yes. like, crews and you're hanging out with folks, but yeah, you're not the person, maybe like, yeah, they go and get coffee after or they do something else. And you're like, well, wasn't I there? It's like, well, because you don't want to be saying nothing. And so yeah, then, it's that feel. And so the question is like, is there anybody you feel like of these people, you know, where you're like, oh, I like her or him or them. And I'm like, we should talk or like. Maybe the next time I'm having a feeling, because I've had to work on this in moving to L.A., because I feel like by default, you and I talk to each other about everything. Mm-hmm. And I really had to kind of make a concerted effort to be like, maybe there's someone who's not Andy who <laughs> will listen to this. Because I also think, too, I'm like, no, my impulse is always no one wants to hear from me. And especially if <gasps> I'm in a bad mood or I don't feel good, I'm like, no one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that. So no. then I don't say anything to people. But then as a result, then who's my friend? Well, where does that I'm, come from? Because maybe that's where does that come from? Where you're like, oh, no one wants to hear this. Oh well, my mother taught me nobody wants to hear. No one wants to hear your your attitude or big mouth. Or she's like, you know, everybody got their own shit. You're like, "Uh, excuse me, mom. No one wants to hear from this big mouth. Okay, (laughs) lights, camera, action, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But it is. But it's true. It is that feeling, or is that feeling that it was like? I remember when I kind of did tap into comedy and realized that's how people liked me, it was a little bit like, okay, well, that's how I make friends. And so if it's not funny or fun, that's not for people, right? Like, that's not for public. Mm-hmm. That's for that's for Inside and your Ani DeFranco album. You know, when I had to unlearn that, uh-huh. you know? And so I wonder if it's a little bit of that too. Like, and for me, it's sometimes like, and I notice that when I am honest or vulnerable with somebody, that is when they usually say something back where I'm like, oh, okay. And that's kind of why I think my personality now is a little TMI slash trying to let go of shame because shame was why I kept so much stuff to myself because I was so convinced it was like embarrassing and gross and stupid and pathetic. And then you say stuff like I remember talking to somebody randomly and I was like, oh, my Lord, I think I've got hemorrhoids. And then this girl, she goes, she goes, oh, my God, you should get preparation H because I just got some of that. And I was like, see, you got to talk to people about your hemorrhoids and then you find out people are dying to connect. Dying to connect over their roids. I literally got my first hemorrhoid three weeks ago, and I just started using preparation H. And I'm so, oh my god. Anyway, sorry, I just need to release that. No, release I that, love that. I'm happy. That. Is it working yeah. for you? Are you feeling okay? Are you yeah. feeling better already? Yeah, it's well. Here's the deal. Like my hemorrhoid actually never hurt, which is like it's a which is weird because it's an external one. External ones are usually more painful. Yeah. But but mine never fucking hurts so but of course i went i did my due diligence and i went to the doctor and he was like okay like literally if you're not in pain it's gonna just dissolve on its own but then it like didn't it's been like almost a month so then i was like finally like let's go on this preparation age journey which like is not a fun journey to go on it's It's like it's like weird and weird and but you know 
Honestly, this is, like, real. I feel like if I wasn't a bottom, I, like, maybe would just, like, not give a shit. Because yeah. if it's not if it's not hurting me, I don't really care. But the fact that there's, like, this giant bulbous thing on my asshole, which is, like, which <laughs> is something that, like, has a starring role on my body. Like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, like the, the, the asshole books. Above the asshole line. books. Yeah. The, the asshole, asshole books. The asshole books. The asshole is out here booking. So, like, I can't. <laughs> Right. I can't risk a hemorrhoid situation. Right, yeah. Um, right, right. So anyway, but anyway, that's a completely. No, I, <laughs> I love feel it. See? so free. I know, and like and now I know, and then I'm like, wow, Ryan, stars are just like us, and that's yeah. relatable, and I needed that. Yeah, bottoms are just like us. Yeah, roid is yes. a weird word. That's all I gotta say. That's roid? all you have to say. Roid. Well, as wow. you're someone who's not emotionally, you've had to learn to be emotionally open with people. Well, I mean, this is the thing where, like, I'm wondering, like, what her friendships, because she has friendships. They're just, like, sounds like they're surfacey. Yeah. And I'm wondering no, but I, about... I have... Sorry. No, no, just, like, because, like, uh, you know, most of my friendships went from being about, like, quoting The Simpsons and Kids in the Hall to, like, oh, your mom has dementia? Shit. So, like going from like shit. Well, as I know what you mean, but your mom is such a shit. But like as time has gone on, as your like childhood friendships become like as you're like adults and you're actually dealing with stuff, and it's like, well, we can't just like you know talk about Simon and Hecubus anymore or whatever. Like we actually Ooh. kids in the hall characters. Okay. Uh, the people who know will get yeah. it, Naomi. <laughs> but like, well, like the, honey, the kids are not in this hall. I don't know who the fuck that is. Oh my god. But, but I love it. Uh, but like the like you, y- y- I think you have to like take that leap, right? Of like of of um being, and I don't know how old this person is, right? There was a point in my life where I actually made a decision to have deeper relationships with people. Like uh, I think my dad. It was like a weird thing where my dad was like, uh, we uh, I was like early twenties. And like we're, I was, uh, they were going somewhere and like we hugged and he's like, he mentioned, he's like, oh, you hug, like you don't like have a good hug. Like he didn't <laughs> say it in a. Rude. <laughs> wow. Da- Daddy, drag me. <laughs> That's what I said to him. And he was- <laughs> <laughs> and he dragged you across the pavement. <laughs> but also it was like, but also my impulse was like, I learned it from watching you, dad. Well, How can I have a but- bad hug. But no, but I th- that's, those weren't his exact words. No, no, but like, it was something like yeah. where he did mention, like he's like, "Oh, you're not really like giving it your all." Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, see yeah. That, though you're, I could see you, young Andy, kind of taking that like, like you know, a little, butt like, out, uh, butt out hand pass, little mm-hmm. just tap. Because yeah, like there was that. something like like to hug someone is vulnerable, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, and but and that was just the tip of the iceberg. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna be. Vul- I like, I just didn't want to be vulnerable at all. And um, I, I, I like really took that. And I'm like, oh, I mean, it took like another like six, seven years to get into therapy. <laughs> but sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> but I remember like making a conscious like after like hearing that and being like, oh, well, that's not the kind of person I want to be a good hugger. <laughs> you are now, I will say. I'm a great. Oh, that's I, good. I, See, growth can happen. That's I, real, I, he's real good at hugs. I, you guys I, are being so sexual. I've known. <laughs> oh, my God. I've, I've known people like this. It's an interesting breed of human who is desperate to connect, um, but can't be vulnerable. So I feel like there's always this frustrating kind of push and pull of like, I think they think they're being vulnerable in their own way because they're limited, but they're also constantly wondering whether, why their relationships are not better than they are. And it's like, 
and it's hard to tell someone it's like because you don't really go there the way that you should because maybe they think they do because that is their yeah. version of going there do you know what and I mean? even if yeah. like you're not comfortable sharing to this listener i would say the one thing you can share is that you're not always comfortable sharing because then mm-hmm. at least you're like giving that person a heads up like it's not you it's not because i don't want to invest in you this is something i struggle with and it's like even if you can't share something personal you can just say like hey it's actually hard for me to do this but i'm trying mm-hmm. and if someone cares about you they'll at least appreciate that and maybe they can be a little more patient with you or maybe ask you more questions and help you along yeah this world also just rewards extroverts so it is tough if people are introverted in this world yeah but it's Ryan's like fuck that. <laughs> I'm like I'm uh, sorry. I, I I'm uh, I'm checking my extrovert privilege. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's funny though. There was I remember there was a girl in like our high our college crew, like who was like she was so quiet. Like she never said anything. And I was always like, what is she doing in here? Is she taking notes? Is she a, is this a never been kissed? Is she really yeah. an adult pretending to be young? Because she was like so quiet, but in the mix. And then I noticed, like, as we kind of got older, because I was, like, freshman year, sophomore year, and then, like, junior, senior, she would, she was still not necessarily um, giving herself, but she, I noticed she would be very, like, she's, like, I'm listening. Or she would be, like, I really want to hear this conversation. She or she'd be, like, yeah. the Frasier special. I'm listening. I'm, li- I'm listening. And she, or, or just very, like, she was, like, oh, no, I don't have, I haven't been in a relationship since, you know, I was, like, she was kind of honest about, like, I don't have that experience, but I want to hear that experience. And yeah, even yeah. just saying something like that did change kind of the tenor of it. Because it was like, okay, she is engaged. She just maybe doesn't feel like she can speak to this specific topic. So now I don't feel like you're just a narc up in here trying to take notes of some shit. Because that's what I thought. I was like, what are you doing? You're in the group yeah. and you're not saying anything. I was like, mm. What are you bringing to yeah. the table? Yeah. 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 I was always very, God, Punem is drinking out of one of those really large Nalgene's that healthy people drink out of. Where it's like labeled on the side, like, keep drinking, you shit. <laughs> she just did Peloton. She's having her sweet potatoes done three ways. It's all <laughs> happening for her. It's all happening. So, uh, so the advice is uh, talk about your hemorrhoids. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Totally. I think we nailed it. Yeah. I think we nailed it. <laughs> Preparation H. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we do one more? Hi, Andy and Naomi, a potential guest. Um, call me Jen. I am a cis woman, she, her pronouns, and I am currently living in Paris. I'm not anywhere cool right now, just my apartment, but I live with my partner. He is great. He is from Paris. We've been dating for four years, living together for two. Here is the dilemma. I have been questioning my sexuality for a few years now. I grew up in the American Southern Bible Belt in a very conservative family where it was made clear to me that you love gay people, but you don't love what they do, and therefore it's not okay for me ever to be gay and that's not a question anyway because of course I'm not gay etc etc blah 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 I never really questioned that because I knew I was attracted to men so in my little brain if you're attracted to men that means you're straight no questions asked I did start to question that in college a late high school college where that's when I realized you could still be attracted to men and other genders as well and that means you're not exactly straight never really acted on it though I just kind of wondered about it and looked at people but didn't really reach out and do anything then I started dating my current partner, current partner, everything's great. 
came to Paris, joined a roller derby team, and was surrounded by all of these beautiful women who aren't straight, and I want to date them. And I'm realizing, oh, this is a very real fact about myself. I know. Well, I don't know if it's a real fact about myself. That's the thing. I can very easily convince myself of things that aren't true. I once had myself very convinced that I had rabies and I was going to die in a matter of weeks just because I was very thirsty for a long time. Obviously, I did not have rabies. I didn't die. And bisexuality is not the same thing as rabies. But I'm just saying that I can have little details that aren't proof and take them as proof and convince myself things that are not true. So I want to test it out. I want to test out this hypothesis. I want to smooch a lady, maybe do a little bit more with a lady. I have discussed this with my partner. He is aware. He is open to cracking things open a little bit so I can explore the side of myself and find something out about me. He's okay with it. He's French. He's been having sex for like three times as long as I have. We're all good. He knows that I've only ever had sex with him. And he's been having sex since he was 16. So like, you know, come on. All right. But I I have a hard time ever feeling like sexually attracted to somebody unless I'm romantically attracted to them. I'm pretty sex negative. I don't really love it that much, but I still want to smooch a lady. Also, I don't want to be one of those straight girls that's like, ooh, I'm going to kiss a lady once and then be exploitative of, of... gay people that's not right either i don't want to do that to anybody but i still want to know this about myself and i want to try it out i want to do it but i don't know the best way to go about it i've been suggested tinder before but that feels weird how do i smooch a lady without hurting anybody's feelings Mm. thanks wow this feels very actually ryan tanner how do you (laughs) explore something while being in a relationship, right? Because basically she's saying, like, I'm in this relationship. Also, it was so funny because I was like, you're in Paris. Everyone's sexy in yeah. Paris. And she's like, she's I'm like, not anywhere cool. I'm like, you just said you were in Paris. Why? <laughs> in Paris. Well, she met the Arc de Triomphe. She wasn't anywhere. Yeah, like, sure. Like, I'm not like on the, the Arc de Triomphe. But I'm like, first of all, you are in Paris where everyone's sexy and you're playing roller derby where everyone's, like, strong and sexy. Well, of course. Of course you're getting turned. Turn yeah. on is what I mean. Yeah. I mean, first of all, like Forever Dog just gave her a podcast. I'm addicted to her. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I'm like, I want to watch her life movie. Literally, like, they're like, okay, a star. Is she is pitching born. us a movie, actually? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't know what the problem is necessarily because yeah. she said her boyfriend was French and like DTF with her exploring. So I'm kind of like, go to the I don't roller really know derby. What the issue is. Yeah. Like, I go hook up with question. some roller derby girls, baby. Like, go live your truth. I like, right? If the I know, boyfriend. I know, but, I, but here's the thing. I think what she's saying is she's like, I don't, how? right? Because she's like, I, don't, I can't just, it sounds like she's like, well, I just don't know how to just hook up. Meaning, I see somebody, I'm attracted, let's like get into it. Right. Her boyfriend should go her on a date. Partner. She should go, she should get on an app and at least just go on a date because then she can like at least build the chemistry and stuff Who's like that. Who's this? The chaos continues at Poonam's house. <laughs> oh I'm like, God. Neil just a, got here. Oh my God. Someone entered Poonam's home with a key. I swear and to God. It's not a stranger. I left it's, the door unlocked. Oh my God. It's like furniture's getting delivered. The potatoes are burning. It's like chaos. Like, oh my God. Um, so, I know that was very scary for everyone, oh but I'm fine. Oh my God. So I get it. She, but because yeah, it's like she needs to do like the date thing. But I wonder if again, if she's only been intimate or quote gone all the way. <laughs> again, I'm sex negative. I don't know the phrases. <laughs> gone all the gone way. all the way with the current boyfriend. Like you know, it's true. It's like she needs to do like almost like a little dating, but then that might feel too real, right? Because you're yes. in a relationship, yes. and you're like, can I go on a date with someone else too? 
And it's like, then you're like, how do I do it without hurting people's feelings? And to me, the only way you do it without hurting people's feelings is by being very upfront and me yes. like just out the gate and let them decide. Don't wait until y'all about to take off your clothes to go. Oh yeah. I got no. a boyfriend at home. No, no, no. You say that over the menu while you're perusing the menu. Because then at least you're protecting them and they're also making a choice. Exactly. Because then it's like, because listen, you can never get to a place where you can like avoid. She's like, her question was like, how do I do this without hurting someone? It's like, well, it's impossible to control that. So all you can do, like you're saying, is be honest and then let it be their choice whether they want to enter or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I would, I would guess that she already has a crush on someone on a roller derby team. Oh, for I think sure. That's, it's already popping. I They've can already tell. The, By the way, the I think I think she's sex negative until she meets someone who turns it into a positive. That's my read, too. <laughs> oh, do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, like, yeah. honey, I just don't think you met the right one. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean... Le- like girls dating girls is not my area of expertise but I think you just vibe it out and again yes. like communication is key my boyfriend and I are open and I think we just communicate everything um, and that's really the only way to do it I think but were you doing that up top meaning like from the beginning of the relationship or again it's been six years so was it like yeah like two years in no. you were like let's be li-. okay okay yeah I mean six six months in I was like honey I never got to be a slut, I'm going to need that moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, and then and he was like, okay. And Jonathan was a slut. So like we come <laughs> from different backgrounds. We had very different 20 something experiences in New York. Um, and ugh, he's, like, he's like hobnobbing with like gorgeous older gay men. And I'm like dating my pharmacist at Walgreens who's filling my no! prescription. Um, no, I mean, it's just, uh, it was not fun. Anyway. I would watch that movie too. Um, I know. Season I'm three. Like, Season three. I'm like, Hulu. I'm like one refill, one refill left. Um, okay. Teeth chattering. Rx my heart. Yeah, Rx my heart. Oh my god. LOL. Um, Write it, honey. Pre-existing conditions. Dot dot dot. Um, yeah. So like, so you know, it was a kind of an evolution, and and I think we we had a threesome first, which really helped break the seal. But then it was like very much not. Like once I had the threesome, I was like, oh, this really isn't about us playing together. I want to go on my own solo journey. Yeah. So, yeah, but I think we just, again, we just talk about everything and we're just very honest. And I think, I think also just even being open about wanting to be open almost like relieved the pressure to be open in a weird way. It's like traveling with Xanax, like sometimes relieves the need to actually take Xanax on a flight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Anyway, she just needs to like go on a vibe journey with her roller derby team. They need to be in like... Yeah. And just like kind of, because again, I think there's someone she probably has her eye on. And she said that's what kind of set it over the edge. She was like feeling it. And then when she saw like all these derby ladies. Honey, we all saw, we all saw Whip It. Just kidding. We didn't. But um, (laughs) I. (laughs) I just missed it. 12 of us saw Whip It. Isn't that the. Are you the plot of... Are you trying to pitch a Whip It reboot? Is this like a fucking... Is that, is that Drew Barrymore on the line? Oh my God, I would um, love it. Jen is like, this is how I pitch. I call podcasts. And then <laughs> yeah. I just leave voicemails. And I hope ideas. a producer is listening. So, so <laughs> me out, I'm, I'm living in Paris. I'm with my hot French boyfriend. But I'm like, yeah. in this roller derby team that's turning my world upside down. <laughs> Here's the line line of it. my question. I also want to know more about her boyfriend. Because he seems very chill, very open been very cool i want to know is a part of him hoping he'll be invited right right right. because right. oh, i think this is an experience fringe. she has to have on her own yes Absolutely. yeah yeah wait ryan was that first threesome you had was that awkward 
Um, no, I, it was fun. It was just sort of like, I don't know. I don't get the point of threesomes. I feel like I'm not like understanding the, the appeal of threesomes. I'm just sure. like- well, it's extra work. And it's a real it's split like, focus. Someone's already always going to feel left out, right? It's crowded. It's just a crowded moment. And I just like want to, you so know. No bed. Well, on TV, know. it's always like sexy. Everyone's just like jumps in. And then in my mind, it just like, it's just like awkwardness. And no so yeah. bed is big enough. It? I feel like one person's like about to fall off the bed. Honey, we all have kings right at this point, don't we? A king bed? Yes, but no? even a king. Like if you're like, unless no, you're all Twinkie, Slenderman, you know, like it's, there's not enough Ooh, I hope Ooh. not. I, I want. Yeah. Now I got an idea for a movie. It's a Slender, it's a three, so it's like a relationship movie with Slenderman, like uh, yep. Baba Duke. <laughs> Baba Duke, Slenderman, who's the third? Um, Annabelle, Freddy. the doll Annabelle. Oh, Annabelle. <laughs> oh, God. oh my God. LOL. Annabelle's so fucking hot. <laughs> Jordan Peele, are you Gorgeous listening? Gorgeous eyes. Never Okay, for, first crush, Annabelle. Like, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. I will say I think that horror movies should not be able to have billboards because Why? when they were doing like fucking Annabelle billboards, I'm like, I'm driving <laughs> like I'm in a giant bullet right now. We're yeah. all in giant bullets just shooting off on the highway. And to put something like that, like it is scary enough driving in L.A. And then to see fucking Annabelle on the side of the 110, I'm like, I will crash this car. Yeah, totally. I don't believe in it. And I will draw a line. Yeah. I, I, I really am proud of you for speaking your truth, speaking truth to you. power in this way. Um, I do think the thing that can be tricky, though, I would imagine, again, and I tend to be a person who like thinks too far ahead. So that's mm -hmm. why I'm like always so scared to make decisions. But, then, <laughs> but this idea of like, you're in this relationship with this person you do like and care about and you've been living together, but you want to explore something. And part of that comes with the risk that you will feel something for this other person and want to leave the relationship you're in. And I think that yes. could also be part of the scary of this is like, she's like, I don't know how to do this without hurting any everybody. By that, you mean your boyfriend, too. The current boyfriend, too. Yeah. It's not does just it, does, does it end with her realizing she's just a full-blown lesbian? I mean, I'm like, not, not, to, do bisexual, not to do bisexuality erasure, because yes. it's very real, very real. But I'm just like getting, again, the, the sex negative of it all. I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe you just <laughs> yeah. be with women. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, wait, where did she grow up? In my mind, the Bible Belt. Yes, Bible right. Belt. So that's why I'm kind of, of like, she's just beginning to process. And I think she's yeah. just beginning she's to just like, allowing herself. Is she yes, Emily in Paris? Time. Is this Emily in Paris? Is this what oh we just God. heard? I think Jen? it's pronounced Emily in Paris. <laughs> And this is Jen in Paris, where she is awakened. Jen. Jen is awakened. I I would write for Emily in Paris just so I could go to Paris, but that's it. Absolutely. Period. I mean, or you can yeah. just be in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. They'll send you to Paris. They'll give you two nights, three nights I, in Paris. By the way, I hope just Emily in Paris getting nominated and I may destroy you not. I mean, truly, what a I joke. Can't. What a it, joke yeah. this town is. Like, honestly, it's like, how embarrassing. If I if I was nominated that year, I'd been like, well, I might as well just throw my nomination into the garbage at a Yoshinoya and call it a day. <laughs> not a Yoshinoya. <laughs> the worst garbage Never cans been. in the tri-state area. <laughs> Yoshinoya. Wait, what is a Yoshinoya? I just made that it's up. It's like That's the a Japanese fast food. Oh, it is? Oh, my I've God. I've never been. LOL. I just was like, insert fast food name here. <laughs> Neil just yelled from downstairs that Yoshinoya sucks. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Chick-fil-A or whatever. Any, insert sure, whatever sure. here. In yeah, and yeah. out. 
In and out. No, I love In and Out. I respect. I can't eat anything. Look at him right now. So cool. He's like, I love it. I know. Why are you being shy all of a sudden? I love it. I love it. I love it when Ryan pretends to be coy. I know. So coy. I know. Such a shame. I'm so coquettish. Yeah. So. And I'm like, stop. That is actually not your personality. Twist my my arm. I think I have an opinion. No (laughs) way. Ryan is now hiding in his sweatshirt. Oh, my sweater's the only thing that understands me. You're stretching out the collar. (laughs) So we're saying. We're saying go on a date. Just do. Just yeah, go, go on a date the, the and see what happens. The answer to her question is go on a date. Yes. And tell uh, and be communicative with her boyfriend about and what's happening. And you're going on the date with. And you know, because we've dealt with this question before. It's like because remember, like it's like just because you haven't had a sexual experience with someone of a different gender doesn't mean you're not the identity that. Right. You know what I mean? So don't feel the sense of like, well, if I don't, if I don't kiss her on this date, that means I'm not gay. Right, you know what I mean? Or right, like, I'm right. not bi or whatever time. it is. It's right. like, just take, it's like kind of be open. Be, it sounds like you're already feeling it. Again, you're calling into a podcast of two strangers, which yeah. means you are obviously on a journey and you're open. So yeah. you're like, so it's like, let yourself feel it out. I also feel like maybe if you don't want to fuck up the roller derby team vibe, I bet one of the roller derbies has a friend you can, you can go on a date with. Do you know what I mean? Cause you don't want to. Oh, I'm vibe. sure it's a whole network. I'm sure it's a whole network of That's... roller derby fuckery. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or if they have like other derby friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or the other teams they play, right? Like or what? I hope there's an end of season party. Absolutely. And I oh hope all the God. derby gals where things go a little too far. And like it just organically happens for Yeah. Me. Or, or just one like, thing leads I hope to they the keep their skates on. You're, see, <laughs> yeah. in my mind, in my mind, they're playing a match. Yep. And she like locks eyes with someone from the opposite team. We love this. And then that's episode one. <laughs> but they have to pitch. knock into each other because they're still playing. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. And then afterwards, they're in the parking lot. <laughs> and then, but wait, maybe when they fall into each other, one of theirs, one person's boob falls out. Oh, and that's very yeah. sexual. We're just writing a porn at this point. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. And then, and then, and then she just grabs. She just grabs the boob for leverage for to, to steady for herself. For purchase, right? And then carries. Yeah, right. she almost falls down, grabs onto the boob to help leverage herself, and then goes back up. And it's like, thank you for that. Right. Yeah. It's a Seinfeld episode with Terry Hatcher where uh, Elaine what? Elaine goes into the sauna what? with Terry Hatcher. We don't know. To figure out if Terry Hatcher's breasts are fake or not. This is white straight. That culture, feels like, honestly, that feels like an episode of Sex and the City. I feel like that was like, the, I feel like that's cross-pollination. I feel like they both did like a version of that story. Yeah, well, it's a very common sitcom trope. Every sitcom. <laughs> yeah. King of Queens had an episode. Someone's breasts are real in a song. Right. That's so bizarre. 227. Amen. I I love these. I love these bizarre tropes created by people who have been out of touch with reality for so long that are like, this is what people do. And you're like, actually, you've lived in like Bel Air for too long, baby. (laughs) Like, like when you live in the canyon for too long, you lose reception. Do you mean? (laughs) Do you guys know like when your second assistant is having some kind of like personal problems and you're like asking your first assistant to just deal with the second assistant so you don't have to leave vacation in My Turks shaman and told you this crazy story of her friend in a sauna that I think we should totally do. <laughs> shaman. 
<laughs> oh, this was really good for the soul. I really woke up very mentally unhinged. Oh, yeah. I came <laughs> in like a bat out of hell, and I feel like you guys have really calmed me down. Well, I'm so glad. I know I know you have a you have a friend waiting in the wings, so we've got to get this. <laughs> Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend had three roasted potatoes. Three times of <laughs> Three roasted potatoes. I've got three potatoes ready for me. One's still in the oven. It's all for you today, honey. I you, love it. I don't edit that out when you post this. I said don't edit it out. Actually, I mean, edit everything out except all of my potato content <laughs> keep only it's only going to be 10 minutes of me talking about and cooking potatoes oh, you never... say potato punim says three kinds of potatoes <laughs> i gotta find no. a potato named hannah i love yeah a potato yeah. named hannah oh my god yeah oh my god it's your indie film naomi <laughs> a potato oh my god 824 are you listening yeah, <laughs> yeah. 824 at me. Yeah. yeah. Is, is, is Hannah more of a French fry or more of a <laughs> shoestring? Yeah. yeah like, a waffle. Wait, what was that? Hannah's a waffle. waffle. Was that like Sex yeah. in the City narration? Yes. And and just like that, dot, 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 <laughs> Hannah realized what kind of potato she really was and what form she likes to be devoured. Yeah. <laughs> Power. No. I'm so scared for that reboot. You have no idea. They've already traumatized us so much with the movies. I'm I like, know. how much more? Tra- how much more trauma can you yeah, inflict? Yeah, we don't and need how, more. Like seriously, and just like, and they don't that, need to do more. What was that casting note that just came out of someone who's starring in it? That actress, and I was like, I uh, like having the thought of like Michael Patrick King writing for that character since chills down my spine, my deformed, disabled spine. No. <laughs> Look, I just want the that's your franchise... Instagram handle, right? Deformed, but, disabled yeah. spine. Yeah, I want the I franchise so. to continue Follow. until there is an Entourage, Sex in the City crossover movie. That's all oh, I'm yeah. looking. Yeah, Andy's for. already oh, talked here. about this crossover. In the crossover, Samantha is Vinny Chase's publicist. And so that then they all go to like whatever movie premiere he's doing. Doug Ellen, Michael Patrick King, get together on this. This is what he wants. It's a it's a ba- it's a battle of the problematics. Truly, you're like wow. <laughs> this who is the future di- conservative want. Who can dig themselves a deeper grave? I swear <laughs> to God. But it's just like oh, just 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 I'm I'm imagining the poor dialogue this actress is going to have to say because like they probably have a mortgage or something, and I'm just like, honey, this is so sad. Like I don't need to see this. It's like not okay. I know, but you know we're gonna be there opening night. Oh, I will. I'll I'll, I'll see. I'll we're all going to dress every... up like our favorite Sex and the City character, and we're going to the Arclight opening night, babe. <laughs> did you guys uh, Did you guys read Sarah Jessica Parker's Grub Street profile? It's insane. No. no. It's like, what does it's she, like she doesn't eat. She doesn't eat. No, yeah. well, according to this, this diary, she, page? according to this diary, she does, but it's like, it's like clearly like she like rides the subway once. You know what I mean? And yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. wow, the city is magic. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, your Grub Street profile was one of the best things I've ever read. Oh my God, thank you. As a Grub Street enthusiast for many years, I took my job very fucking seriously. It was so funny. Hey, Grub Street, where's our profile? Where's Naomi (laughs) and mine? It would just be me ordering on caviar, (laughs) waiting for the meal to come. Mine would just be about potatoes. Might be a page about no, potatoes. No, Putnam's grocery diary will be her going to a restaurant, declaring that she's allergic to forty different things, and then by the end of it, eating a hot fudge sundae that, that, that <laughs> contains that contains everything that she just said she was allergic to. Going out to eat with Putnam is a fucking roller coaster. I've gotten better. I was buckle. going through a phase where I was like trying to not do things, but now I'm back. 
Okay. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I yeah, because before she'd be like, well, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. I'm allergic to that. No, I don't no, think I never I- said I can't. I never said allergic. I was like, I'm trying to avoid dairy and gluten, but then we would order a pizza. <laughs> no, like, I always came it, around. It, no, like, but like. But as I thing, was eating it, I'd be like, I really shouldn't have No, cheese. but like in the same breath, you'd be like, oh, I wish I could have that pizza. So, But it has dairy and gluten. And then the waiter comes, so we'll have the pizza. Like literally like without <laughs> yeah, missing like, a beat. Literally, I was like, I'll have like, the charcuterie board. And... I'm literally like, how did we get here? Like seriously. Like, oh my <laughs> God. You get a couple pizzas yeah, for the table. Friend. Pizzas for the yeah. table is my favorite. Like we actually don't even serve pizza here. And I'm like, can you make one? Can you order no, some we, for you, me you, from like, another restaurant? This is restaurant? a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> you and I would get pasta for an appetizer, which yeah, I really like. We got catchup pepe appetizers. We got yeah. an Well, I will show. say the one time I ate with you, Ryan, I was like, okay, yes. I can fuck with him because Ryan, we had gone to Rao's, Rao's, yes, Rao's. and then apparently only you said. Ryan knew you could order two different kinds of pasta in one bowl. Like, you would do half of one and half of another. And I said, see, this is what I need, a Hollywood insider. Somebody who would tell would me what's really... Would you do half really... shells and half bow ties? <laughs> no. <laughs> Andy. We did... What we, I, yeah, I ate a lot. I mean, I... I you were like, I went to the gym today. And then you came and you were just like, I'll have... Two, uh, you like a half carbonara, half whatever. Let's continue this off the. the okay, we'll see you all next time. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com